take the time to travel without the restrictions of time. That means it's not a one-week vacation. It's not a one-month vacation. That's getting away from your, your job or whatever you're doing and not having to come back to something. Go off, find an adventure, and come back when you're ready. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. And today I'm hanging out with my friend Craig Stevens from retirebeforedad.com and also from accessipos.com. Craig, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Craig, you and I are just sitting here hanging out as one does in Dallas, Texas. But what brings us to Dallas, Texas? Let's hear from your perspective. What's going on? We're here for FinCon 17 in Dallas, Texas. FinCon is a bloggers conference. It is. And would you say it has been a good event so far? Yes. Uh, it's the only conference I attend every year, and it's, it's a great experience every year. It's my third year so far. Outstanding. This would be my fourth. And so we're in agreement that this is a good place to be and meet good people, right? Right on. Excellent. So Craig, where's home? Washington, D.C. metro area. Okay. Wonderful area. Yeah. But to take the time and the you know, commitment to come down to Texas for an event, you know, that's something that uh, you probably don't take lightly. You, you want to make sure you're doing something that's going to be valuable and, and worth the time. And you've decided that three years in a row, FinCon is that. Yeah. And I think my wife finally agrees. <laughs> she, uh, you know, she's done with the three kids. Uh, my in-laws are there this time around. So that helps a lot. But yeah, this, it's always worth coming here to, you know, for making connections and talking to brands, talking to people in the, in the blogging space. So Greg, you're new. It's not your first rodeo is what I mean in, in terms of the blogging and, and things like that. So you have a a couple of sites, retirebeforedad.com. And we're going to start with that one. I want to hear the story. Uh, what compelled you to get started with this particular blog? Well, my dad retired at age 56 uh, back in 2002. And at that time, I declared to him that I would retire at age 55. I was also 27, broke and unemployed, living with my parents. <laughs> and of course, I was single too. 10 years later or so, uh, a friend of mine started a blog about physical therapy. And I saw him just going for it based on some books he had read. And what was driving him was his passion for physical therapy. And I thought to myself, well, what would be my passion if I were going to do something similar? And money, investing, and, and uh, that goal, going back to my dad, my dad's retirement was uh, really what drives my work ethic during my day job. And so I figured if I could try to earn money following this passion of uh, saving and investing, then there'll be a way to earn some money and, and, and possibly uh, uh, create some sort of empower my future by giving myself options. I like how you said that. So let's talk about that. When you were starting this blog, I would imagine that it wasn't monetized or, or producing amazing results just right out of the gate. What was that process like as you were building this and then when you started to see some results? Yeah, first time bloggers don't know what they're doing, most of us. <laughs> it's always the second blog that you, you know what you're doing. You, you okay. make all the mistakes. You know, you just get out there and start writing. You start interacting with other people, and you learn one thing at a time. You learn what a widget is, and what a post is versus a page. Twitter versus Pinterest versus Facebook, and you know, we have all these tools. It's a matter of finding the time to implement them the right way to optimize your writing, which takes up a lot of your time. So, um, you know, learning how to be a better writer, just writing thoughts and and uh, coming up with ideas that are compelling for someone to read. And it, it takes time to be able to do that and certainly to monetize your work. It takes a lot of time. What are some of the ways that you generate new ideas? I like to reflect on experiences in my past. 
my experiences are different than everyone else's. So it helps me to come up with unique content. The example I give is I was in my basement and I came across an old magazine that was autographed by a nine-time world champion. He was a bodyboarder, which isn't a really popular sport, but he was really the top, top of his craft. And he, he wrote on the magazine, it said, Craig, put it on the line, Mike Stewart. And I took that, you know, I hadn't seen this thing in 20 years or so. I pulled it out of a box and it became a blog post. It was called, put it on the line, advice from a nine-time world champion. And that's the kind of content that no one else can write. And when you look at a lot of bloggers and a lot of content on the internet, it's all the same. So if you can bring in a personal story and write something different, that's what's going to you know, make you stand out in the crowd. Uh, you mentioned to me beforehand that you're now a contributing writer. I wanted to hear about how some of those opportunities opened up as well. I was an anonymous blogger for about four years, and I turned down some, some opportunities. I was interviewed for the Wall Street Journal. And at the end of the conversation, he said, what's your name? And I said, well, I'm, I'm anonymous. He was like, well, you know, I can't publish what we just, what we just talked about. And so I, I skipped out on an opportunity to, to be in the Wall Street Journal and have my website linked. And so, so yeah, I was getting tired of those kinds of opportunities going away. US News and World Report reached out to me and said, would you like to write for us? And I said, well, do I have to use my real name? And they said, yes. And that, that was just too good of an opportunity to pass up. So at that point, I, I came out from, you know, from behind the curtain and now I'm a contributing writer for them. Explain anonymous. Why would that have to? Why would you have to write as anonymous? I think at the very beginning, it's a bit of fear. You know, you're starting this project and you write your first blog post. You don't want to just take that and put it on Facebook and tell all your friends, like, "Hey, I'm starting a blog. Check this out." Your, your friends they might click on it, but you haven't really, you're not really targeting your audience for the content you're writing. And they're probably not interested. So I think the fear of failure was a big reason early on. And then you also, I had a day job and you don't want to, you don't want your workers to know that you have this other passion. My passion is saving and investing, but I work in a completely different field of information technology. So you know, when you're going to ask for a raise, you don't want your boss to know that you're looking to get out of the industry. And so those were the driving factors early on. That absolutely makes sense. But you did mention that now you're no longer anonymous. Is there uh, some hesitation or fear about what impact that could have for you, you know, with current day job responsibilities or what impact, if any? Yeah, it's a balance. In fact, I'm, one of the nice things about being here at FinCon is being able to speak to other people that have had a similar experience. Yeah, I, I do worry that it could impact my full-time work. Yeah, I consider even not going back to full-time work and focusing on this full-time. Uh, but I have a family. There's a lot of things to consider. And actually, ironically today, someone, one of my readers asked me to apply to a job. Really? Yeah, just uh, in a completely different industry. They're in the same town, but uh, they, not, not in blogging, but in IT. He said, hey, what's your background? And I haven't responded yet, but it's just it kind of funny. I have this network of people that know who I am, and now they know that I'm not working. I already had someone reach out to me and ask to apply for, for a position. I don't even know what it is. I need to do some research. I haven't had a chance yet. Yeah, but that's encouraging to think that uh, people are, are supporting you and are wanting you to have some opportunities. <laughs> I never so. thought of it. I never thought someone would do that. So <laughs> I, cool. I, I'm going to look into it. We'll see. That may not be the right fit, but uh, <laughs> nice to be thought of. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to hear some of your takeaways from this year's conference. It sounds like you've had some great conversations. You've been to some awesome sessions. What are some things that have stood out to you? The big thing is listening to some of the very successful entrepreneurs 
and learning about how they scale. The question I ask a lot of the, the more popular writers is, at what point did you go from being an individual working on your project to hiring someone to help? And yeah, where do you get that inflection point? I'm not at the point where I'm ready to hire somebody, but maybe sometime I will, or maybe I should have already. You know, it's, it's a hard thing to gauge. And, and so I think the standouts always tend to find a way to outsource what they aren't good at or what they don't have the time to do. That's uh, the one thing I'm really looking at this year. I also like to talk to brands. I like to talk to new technologies. There's, there's a lot of fintech companies here. So it's interesting to talk to the founders of some of these young companies. And, and you know, maybe they'll be a bigger company one day and, and you, know, you have a relationship you build when they're very young. You also have companies that are looking to scale and they're reaching out to people like me to promote products. So if I find that you know, a product might be good for my readers or you know, if I like the product, then that's something that I can use to help monetize my blog and help, help the, the company and help the, the reader. So one thing you shared with me pre-recording was the fact that you're looking at starting or, or working on your book. And uh, yeah, let's just kind of put that out there if you're willing. Yeah, uh, let, okay. Let's talk about the book idea. What, what's going on? Right. So we are in a mentor session <laughs> at a table and, and, and uh, Jerry was very generous to, to give his time to me. And yeah, I'm considering writing a few books. I have a few books in my head and that's not the same as having a book on paper. So what are the steps that I would need to take to create the book? And is that the best use of my, my time? Sure. Is that something that there's demand for? And uh, how do you even do it? Uh, so th- those are some answers I was looking for. So stay tuned. <laughs> there might be a book in the works. That's right. That's right. Well, I, I'm excited for what all is going on. What are some action steps when you get home? It, obviously, you've had all this information. What happens when you get home? I'm trying to utilize my time the best way I can. I have, I have a, a few, I have a little bit of extra time right now. And I, I'm balancing being a dad and having kids who are knocking on the door and there's always distractions at home. So yeah. first thing is trying to come up with a plan for how do I optimize my time the best, schedule my time out and my projects. FinCon is always an opportunity to, you walk away with a lot of enthusiasm. It's a matter of prioritizing what is the thing that you can do first that will give you long-term results. So I'm trying to do the things that will enable me to grow long-term, my, my online business to grow long-term, but at the same time, not spend a, a ton of time on everything. I, you know, what, what can I do quickly that will be the fastest return on, on investment? And when I get home, I'm going to dump a bunch of... Actually, probably on the airplane, I'm going to dump all the business cards I got and, <laughs> and, and sort of figure that out and come up with a plan. It's going to take a few days, but Fair uh, that's where we go from here. advice do you have for the dad who's listening that's uh they're wanting to retire they're wanting to be wise maybe that's a struggle for them what do you say there are a lot of opportunities in our modern economy to earn extra money outside of a day job and when you can earn money that is not you don't want to be exchanging your time for money forever so if you can earn money we call it passive income. But if you can do things today that will earn you an income stream in the future, you're empowering yourself to take control of your time at a future date. You know, for example, I'm not working right now and, and I have this side income to fall back on. I, I've been working for quite a long time. I have a break now. And two years ago, if I had lost my job, 
I would have panicked. Now I see it as an opportunity to grow my business. But two years ago, I think I would have been more afraid than I am today. I have three kids and you know, my wife's on board. So I've, I've done these things to sort of prepare me for when things aren't perfect, you know, when the job goes away or you know, the, the, you know, the market goes down. And so if you can build income on the side to what I say is empower the future you, you know, what can I do today to give me more options later on? When you think of financial freedom, what do you think of? It's having the time that you want to do the things you want to do. You know, it's, it's really about time and, and happiness. You know, when you're commuting and when you're going to a 40-hour-a-week job plus the commute, the, the, your time, it belongs to somebody else. So financial freedom is really about having that time to yourself and being able to choose what you want to do each hour of the day as much as possible. You know, of course, you have other people that rely on you, and, but um, that's what it is to me. And, and that's what I've really been working toward for a long time. And by creating these side incomes and, and other income streams, investments, and that, you know, that, that gives you the opportunity to, to have a little more time or to have some flexibility going forward. Let's do finish this sentence. I'm going to give you the beginning of a sentence and you finish it out. Okay. If you ever get a chance to blank. Travel extensively without the restrictions of time. Do that. And I say that because uh, I, my, uh, the tagline of my blog is invest, retire, travel. And the idea is to invest your money to save and, and retire. And, and at that point, go travel the world. And I, I actually traveled a lot when I was in my 20s. I worked, saved money, and backpacked the world for about uh, a year and a half. And that was where I, w- I really felt like I had financial freedom because I was traveling on 10 or $15 a day in very inexpensive countries. So I, I actually had, I, I felt financial freedom. And that was the idea of my blog that eventually I'll retire and go travel. So I don't remember what your sentence was, but <laughs> I'll, I'll go back to that. You know, take the time to travel without the restrictions of time. That means it's not a one-week vacation. It's not a one-month vacation. That's getting away from your, your job or whatever you're doing and not having to come back to something. Go off, find an adventure, and come back when you're ready. The next finish this sentence. The next time you're in Washington, D.C., you must... Go to Mount Vernon. Uh, Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon, where George Washington's estate is. Uh, it's, it's a, obviously, it's a very historic place to visit. But it's also, in terms of you know, historic destinations, and it's a very well-run destination. So they, you know, they get a lot of visitors. They have a lot of money. They invest that money back into the, the experience. And George Washington was a really extraordinary guy. So that's, uh, it's a little bit outside of Washington, but it's, it's worth the trek to get there. And it's a, it's a nice drive to get there. And it's a beautiful, beautiful place, Mount, Mount Vernon, Virginia. Finish this sentence. This time next year... This time next year, we'll be in Orlando for FinCon 18. <laughs> and uh, at that point, I'm hoping to have implemented all my action items. And there's no guarantee that I'll do that. But right. the, the action items I come up with tomorrow on the plane, I'll have implemented those and, and then be working on the next ideas to take it, everything to the next level. And I'll probably be working a full-time job and taking, more t- you know, taking a few days off to do it. We always like to close out with two questions. So the first one is, there might be people listening who are saying, hey, I want to check out the blog. I want to connect online. Where can they do that? Most people contact me at my, my website, retirebeforedad.com. I'm also, uh, also have a niche site called Axis IPOs. It's about finding IPO opportunities for ordinary investors. You can also reach me on Twitter at, at retiredbeforedad. 
on Twitter. And Craig, we'd like to close out with final thoughts. Well, to your listeners, this was a bit of a surprise. I didn't know I was going to be doing this. This is only the second time I've done a podcast. True but I think that's the, that's the best way to get the truth out. And uh, yeah, I, I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate your insight for uh, you know, our, this meeting and giving me, giving me ideas on how to, to grow my business. Well, Craig, I wish you the absolute best and look forward to seeing what happens this next year. Sounds like exciting things are to come. So, Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, good luck and thanks. All right. 